My name is Carl Anthony, and I work in the automotive industry in Detroit. Sometimes that work encompasses future vehicle technology, and that's what we talk about here, for the most part anyway. This is AutoVision News Radio. It's where the sensors also exchange information on things that they deemed unvaluable by themselves, but that when combined actually result in a very confident observation. During AutoSense Brussels in September 2023, we conducted our AutoVision News live at AutoSense interview series from the exhibition floor. As part of the interview series, we had the opportunity to talk with some of the world's leading minds in ADAS and autonomous vehicle technology development from inside the warm and nostalgic embrace of the Auto World Museum. One of our guests during the event was Jan Alterman, assistant professor at Ghent University and IMEC. Since earning his PhD in engineering from Ghent University, Jan has built a lengthy academic record in different application fields like MRI, CT, microscopy, consumer video, and automotive perception. Jan is the co-author of the 2022 AutoSense Academy module on sensor fusion, which we discuss the relevance of when it comes to corner cases. I'm pleased to be able to replay that interview for you now. Jan Alterman, assistant professor at Ghent University and IMEC, our guest during AutoSense Brussels 2023. From ADAS to electrification, this is AutoVision News Radio with Carl Anthony in Detroit, Michigan. So um, I'm an assistant professor at Ghent University, as you've explained, um, where I teach and do research on computer vision. And initially that was just computer vision, just how do you deal with the camera and the output from that camera. Yes. But more and more we've we started to realize that the a lot of interesting research questions come from collaboration with industry and research questions that arise from the applications. Sure. And in, in solving those research questions and working with industry, we realized that the answer is not always in just computer vision, not always in just a single camera sensor. Sometimes is in bringing in other uh, sensors into the solution, sure. which is how you end up with sensor fusion and sort of made a thing of it. And along the way, I've also became a part of, um, of, of IMEC, the Inter-University Microelectronics Center. It's actually an, an acronym. Um, and they're, of course, world-renowned for their work on, on microelectronics. Sure. Um, and they're also now looking for opportunities to combine microelectronics with sensor design and sensor processing yes. and sensor fusion to come up with um, uh, end-to-end solutions. Yes. Yes. how I end up there as well. Yes. So as we saw in your bio, your research interest is in application-specific challenges for computer vision and sensor fusion. Uh, Jan, why have you chosen this area of research and, and what do you find most interesting about it? I like to solve real-world problems. Yeah. Um, I've worked in many different application fields and what I noticed is that a lot of the time, some um, uh, applications have problems that also show up maybe in a different form in other applications. To give you an example, uh, the talks to, to today, just at AutoSense, just this morning, they were about image quality, sure. about image quality for automotive. Now, image quality, as you might imagine, is also a big thing in consumer video. And so sure. if you've worked in that field, you will find that solutions in that field about denoising, about denoising specifically for that application carry over into uh, autonomous driving as well. At this point in the interview, Jan and I discussed sensor fusion. In particular, the advantages of sensor fusion when it comes to complex and challenging corner cases. 
Jan provided an interesting and insightful analogy. So that's actually where, where I think um, my research comes in. You have to imagine that you're driving the car or a car yourself, and you're the only driver. That means that the only sensors in the car are your eyes. And you either see an object or you don't. How do you improve the perception in your car? Well, maybe you have a co-driver at one point. That's another set of eyes. Sure. That's another set of, um, of eyes seeing things. And then in the most naive sense, sensor fusion would be that you call out the things you see and that your co-driver calls out the things that he or she sees. Sure. But I would assert that that still is not a perfect system because there are things that you might have considered relevant, like a silhouette somewhere in the fog, Right. And your co-driver had also seen that, but also not considered it relevant, well, though that person was looking from a different angle. Right. And then none of you would have called it out, mm -hmm. but still you would have actually seen something. And what we try to do in our research is cooperative sensor fusion. It's where the sensors also exchange information on things that they deemed unvaluable by themselves, but yeah. that when combined actually result in a very confident observation. And we think that's especially useful in corner cases like fog, like nighttime, like a, when there's a lack of light. Yeah. We had a lot of different sensors collaborate to see something that they would not have seen by themselves to make a system that is more than some of its parts. Yeah. Sensors. That's an amazing example. I really like that analogy. That's fascinating. Yeah, the, the driver, the co-driver, but then combining the information, having them communicate with each other. Uh, we're speaking with uh, Jan Alterman, assistant professor at Ghent University and IMEC. Uh, what trends do you see on the horizon, Jan, in the ADAS and autonomous driving space? I think so. We are moving towards higher levels of autonomy for self-driving. And um, just yesterday was a very fascinating talk on, on functional safety, yeah. where I think a number was floated that you cannot tolerate uh, autonomous vehicles causing more casualties than, than one over four billion miles. And that was 20 times lower, so 20 times higher bar compared to humans driver. And if you want to achieve that level, well then you should prove that your system functions correctly, not in normal circumstances like you would see when you're driving now outside, but especially when it's raining and it's night and the headlights of the cars have just broken down. And right. it's, it's a very, exceptional case sure you will not have a lot of data for that so that's an ai challenge as well but you also need your system to function correctly under those very rare circumstances sure. to avoid uh, hitting somebody under those very specific circumstances yeah and that's where i think a lot of the research uh, in the next few years will be centered around around coming yeah. up with better solutions for those corner cases fascinating so well said jan uh, what is your favorite car? What is your favorite car and why? <laughs> That's a tough question. I'm actually more of an airplanes man. But, okay. um, when I think about my favorite car, somehow I always think back about my childhood sure. and about cars from fiction. About okay. how, you know, the cars in, in James Bond, they always have the right solution for the right situation. It's almost as if they knew what was going to happen better than the driver actually knew it. It's not even an autonomous car, but it knows the roads better, the yeah. environment better than even the driver. And I think that's where we, we want to head towards and we will make strides towards that um, in that direction in the next few years. Yeah. And that's what we need, eh? a car that knows 
safety at least yeah. better than the, the human drive. Yeah, well said on, and it's certainly for any of our James Bonds fan, James Bond fans who may be maybe watching 007. Let's talk about the airplanes. So you said you have an affinity for airplanes. What what, what do you like about airplanes? What's your favorite one? Um, I'm maybe a bit biased because I'm European. <laughs> sure. But I really like the, the Concorde because it's uh, you know the uh, supersonic uh, jetliner that yes. used to travel between uh, Europe and, and, and the US. Yeah. Uh, because it was just such a fascinating combination of, of cutting-edge technology, first um, first uh, computer-controlled uh, inlet ramps, um, the at the time the best-performing thermodynamic engine. In general, not just airplane engine, but in general, right? Uh, supersonic and the glimmer, the the glitter, as well as the technology, and it's a beautiful streamlined as well. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to learn more about Jan Alterman and his publications, see the links in the show notes. Autovision News Radio is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, and more. In Brussels, Belgium, at the Auto World Museum, alongside Jan Alterman. I'm Carl Anthony, Autovision News Radio.